0: Welcome to I, The Show, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Brady.
1: And I'm Katie.
0: And as you can tell by the title of this episode, today we're going to be talking about Galapagos lizard porn and how it affects the economy in France.
1: Bonjour! Actually, we're going to talk about music again because it's such an awesome topic that we just had to keep going, right Brady?
0: Right, and we're pretty much going to be talking about it all day, so strap in. It's time for I Digress. I Digress.
1: In our last episode, we were talking about the history of recorded media, and we made it up to CDs. So now, what are we on to?
0: Um, we'll 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 briefly talk about CDs again, real quick. It, it was uh, you know the digital medium of mm-hmm. storage for not just music. Um, you know they they made really high quality DV, uh, CDs, and that, that was what we did DVDs. You know
1: and pictures. Um,
0: and pictures. So, um, just it, a lot of your computer files you could store on CDs and stuff. So, um, but music was really easy to produce on a CD. So it became really cheap, really easy to use and everybody adopted that medium for music recording. All of a sudden they could just blow out millions of millions of CDs. Mm-hmm. And so the pop artists were just eating it up. Uh everybody had a new CD coming out it was much more often. Uh it was easier to record their music onto the CD so they were able to produce it faster. And so it costs um, less
1: for the consumer. too. So
0: CDs, I think CDs lasted longer than any other type of medium other than records, just because they were stuck in a rut.
1: (laughs) Sorry, that's a pun because that's how record (laughs) players work. Essentially.
0: They, a needle gets stuck in the rut, but um, with vinyl, they were stuck in a rut for a while on technology until it progressed into tapes. Um, but CD stuck around quite a while and they're still recording onto that medium today for record sales in stores particularly. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately you cannot sell a digital media file in a, in a store. It's just not how it works. There has to be physical things on the shelf and that's something humans still love Mm -hmm. is having a physical medium to grab off a shelf in a store, bring home, pull the wrapper off, throw it in your CD player and listen to it. Okay. Um, so that's still around. It's just not as popular as streaming. Um, I don't exactly know, like, the complete origins of music streaming. Because uh, I kind of I think it all happened at once.
1: It just kind of exploded. Yeah, because yeah.
0: for a while everybody was using these portable CD players. Mm-hmm. And uh, the
1: iPod came along.
0: The iPod came along after that, but for a while it was the portable CD players, yep. but they were bulky. They didn't really fit in your pocket unless you were like the goth kid with the trip pants and you had these gigantic pockets. And it skipped. Cargo shorts, or whatever. And it skipped as you walk. Like skip protection got pretty good after a while but it's any it. little scratch on your cd like that's the other thing was the preservation of the medium mm-hmm. yeah it, it was almost a chore like you had to really watch your cds i like couldn't get scratched because a scratch would basically corrupt the data if it was deep enough yep um so eventually that got phased out as the favored media again we're still using it today because it's cheap but the internet really pushed Digital streaming, not just the internet, the evolution of technology on the computer.
1: Mm-hmm. Hard
0: drives were getting bigger and cheaper to buy. Yep. Um, so you could store more music on your computer, but not just your computer. Uh, Steve Jobs came out with this magical thing called the iPod. Everybody remembers the iPod. A lot of us had one or probably still have an old one sitting in a drawer somewhere.
1: They
0: don't have a Zune? Yeah, Zunes. (laughs) I don't know if we talk about Zunes or not.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's right in there. Sorry, Zune.
0: I liked Zunes. I did not like iPods. The user interface was just not my cup of tea back then. I liked um,
1: just a different user
0: interface, I guess. But a lot of people liked the iPod. They still do um, you can even still buy iPods now. And they're like, like you could buy like a terabyte iPod, I think. Really? Uh, don't quote me on that. But like, because of um, bigger hard drives, m- music on the computer became more popular. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you could just store uh, thousands of hours of music or whatever onto your computer.
1: Even music you didn't buy.
0: Yeah. And um, at first, MP3 players and uh, iPods... Um, they couldn't really hold all that much, you know?
1: No, they couldn't. Like, they were you can pretty even, limited. You could even
0: still buy just a one gigabyte MP3 player. Um, but luckily... So, music on CDs was recorded as a .wav file, typically. There's a couple other ones that were high fidelity, but for the most part, um, nothing was compressed onto the CD. So, you had the raw audio okay. from the Master. It was an exact copy of the Master. Well... To make the file sizes smaller in order to fit on the uh, MP3 players or the iPods that were new at the time, since their hard drives weren't as big as a computer, uh, in order to capture a full CD or more, you had to compress the audio into an MP3. Um, I really should have done my research. I can't remember what MP3 stands for, but it really doesn't matter. It's
1: just it's a a compressed audio
0: file. Yeah. So basically, they. They um they squeezed the data together, they were able to take out some of the samples. So like, um, technically but with the way human hearing works, um it's just like with your eyes. With a movie you're seeing a bunch of pictures flashed at you. With digital music, you're hearing a bunch of audio samples of the sound wave digitally reproduced and thrown at your ear. Okay. Um, you can take a certain amount of that out and still have you still hear Pretty high-fidelity music and not really notice a difference. That's so they took out as much as they could. They trimmed off like the peaks of the audio file itself, of the sound wave itself. They were able to like, compress it down to where you couldn't notice the difference with human hearing. Um, so the MP3 came out, and so file sizes got a lot smaller than the WAV raw audio, but was still good enough. Yeah. And you were able to just pack on, like, four albums worth of music onto, like, the cheapest MP3 player. And then iPod came along, and that was... Uh, um, it was a cool user interface compared to the little clicky buttons of uh, the MP3 players of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had the cool little scroll wheel. Everybody liked the scroll wheel. The first one didn't have a scroll wheel, by the way. It had buttons. It was just in a circle shape. And then they made the little touchscreen scroll got wheel. super excitable about yeah, that. Yeah, so you had the, um, the user interfaces, which click... Uh, Closely matched the like the Mac computers of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it just everybody liked it. It was cool. It was new, and he, with iPods, uh, bigger storage. They were able to mass produce bigger hard drives to put on these. So all of a sudden, you had the ability to have a thousand music albums at on one at device, your fingertips. on one device yeah. that you could just plug headphones into or plug into the aux cable on your stereos or your car or your computer. And, uh, so, um, music archiving became a thing now because archiving was becoming a thing because you could store hundreds or thousands of albums on your computer or your iPod. Here comes pirating,
1: mm.
0: uh, with, with internet becoming faster and more available in your home. hmm it was a lot easier to just uh, download the music. And you could do you could pay for digital copies instead of CDs at the time too. Singles. Um, to, yeah, singles. Yeah. iTunes really, really innovated this. Because the,
1: then the playlist came yes, out. Playlists, you could make playlists. are a big deal.
0: Um iPods really started the whole playlist culture. They really did. Um I mean it didn't start out. They they popularized it because obviously uh, well, it changed tape, the way, tape started yeah. the culture of it. But uh, it, it changed was, the way well, you
1: listen to music. I think exactly. it gave birth to the the what is it? The research yeah. of algorithms tailored to what was yeah, on your playlist. Yeah, iTunes really did popularize all that. of that. Yeah,
0: they were the ones starting to recognize what people liked and push uh, tailored playlists to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Spotify made this really really easy, and their algorithms are very good uh spotify is probably the top dog right now yeah in doing that in tailoring playlists to you 200... and giving you new music to listen to exactly relatable to what you well, like
1: well and there's 232 million um, listeners of spotify it is yeah. the biggest out of all of them yeah. and that's that's a lot of people that's our whole country or almost our whole country two-thirds of it you know yep. I, I, try, I know i'm american i base everything off of america but that's worldwide that's yep. still a lot of people like, exactly. We figure a third of those listeners have to be just our country alone. That's a lot
0: of people. Yeah, I yeah. would say mo- majority is uh, America. Yeah. America consumes. We are uh, huge everything. music consumers. <laughs> so of course, music is going to be one of those things. <laughs> We're the Hoover of pop culture. Yes, <laughs> no. yes, yes. Um, but with uh, on this on the topic of Spotify, yeah, um, the model of that came from iTunes originally. Oh. But it was a little spendy when it first came out. You had to pay per track. You had to buy each track or each CD individually. And it cost just as much as going to the store and buying a physical CD. There was no price drop because it was digital. Um, I think you got the same quality of audio
1: mm-hmm. if you
0: bought an album, on my, uh, an album on iTunes. Or you could buy the MP3 version, but they cost the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are getting frustrated with that. Well... The underground uh, music enthusiasts decided, "I want to. We should have this for free, just like with bootlegging tapes, because you could no longer do that. You couldn't just record. I guess you could rip a CD onto your hard drive and and rewrite it onto another blank CD, but it was a process and it took a lot of time. Yeah, and we're talking it took just as much time to burn a CD onto your hard drive and then. Burn it onto a blank disc as like it did recording a mix tape.
1: Nature will find a yeah. way. <laughs> um,
0: it, it took quite a while and it wasn't fun. But everybody for a while, that was the thing. We all had our little mix CDs. It yes. was fun. I loved it. I had I had tons of mix CDs. I had
1: a lot of mix CDs because uh, I didn't own an iPod. I just burned yeah, my yeah. own music for, well, to before, the Yeah, before, before MP3 yeah.
0: players were a thing, yeah. you had your portable CD player. Yep. And you had uh, a laptop. So... Or or, or a comput- desktop, or desktop. Yeah, whatever you- your computer of choice was, um, there was this tipping point where it became pretty easy to burn these mix CDs. Oh, and I had
1: lots of them. I love so,
0: them. So uh, rewritable CDs and rewritable drives were mass produced and got cheaper, and we all had mix CDs afterwards.
1: We a while. all did for yeah. a long time. They lasted yeah. quite a bit while. I I, I-, I
0: I was never the kind of person to walk into a store and actually buy an album oh. of the an original album from the artist. What I would do is borrow. <laughs>
1: You were a folk Yeah, exactly. Po-folk. I would uh.
0: borrow the albums from friends and stuff like that, and I'd rip them onto my computer and make playlists instead of having the. You were uh, curating album, your music. Yes, I was curating what my own math music. Math does for us now. Exactly. Yeah. So album sales were still high, people were still buying the albums, but there was a lot of us who borrowed the albums and ripped them onto our computer and uh, did it that way. Because that became so popular. Uh, all of a sudden, everybody had all these CDs ripped onto their hard drive for making playlists, right? Or making mix CDs. So um, the, I don't, it wasn't a company. It was some programmers that decided to make a program where you could essentially um, connect one single folder of your hard drive <clears throat> to this program, peer-to-peer sharing. Mm-hmm. And anything you put in that folder would automatically be available to everybody else who used that program. Holy crap! So you could—it was—it was was an archiving dream. So that one folder would be connected to a server now, all of a sudden, where Mm -hmm. a server could come in, pull a file off your computer, and put it onto somebody else's computer. Thus, the digital music pirating age was born, and eventually, everybody knew about it. You could get a LimeWire, BearShare, BitTorrent wasn't as big back then when it first came out, but BitTorrent was available. Uh, All of these work differently, but mainly the concept of it was it was the exact same thing as I borrow a CD from Katie, Mm -hmm. rip it onto my computer, and make a mix CD. It was just done on
1: the web. It was just done
0: through the internet instead of in person. So um, the legality was questionable. Again, it was the same as borrowing. I was just borrowing through the internet that same CD. It had
1: been paid for. It was
0: paid for. um, Sometimes not. Sometimes. (laughs) Well, you'd get into this problem of legality because... If I downloaded a album off of somebody else's computer through the peer-to-peer network,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, and let's say that person themselves had downloaded from somebody else who own who bought the licensed version.
1: Okay. So
0: like somebody bought a CD. Okay. Sorry, I'm kinda this is complicated. No, this is
1: important. I want to know this. (laughs) Because I didn't do this. Peer to peer peer was amazing
0: because if somebody bought the CD, it was licensed for their you know for their personal use. use, Um they put it on their computer and uploaded it to that folder that was all of a sudden connected to the peer-to-peer network, then somebody else grabbed that CD so to their computer. So they
1: were actually giving it to them, but yet they were... No, they were... were technically
0: giving it to them. Yeah. Um, they were. It was the same thing as handing them a physical copy, but it was a digital copy. So
1: it's the same thing. It's yeah. just in, not Just like letting them borrow it. Yeah.
0: Um. That person grabbed that and borrowed it, right? And okay. ripped it to their computer and made a CD, right?
1: Okay.
0: Well, if I were getting those same files from theirs, since they didn't... They weren't the original license holder. Now I'm committing a crime
1: uh,
0: instead because I'm copying a copy.
1: How of do you the track original. that though? I remember nobody could. It that was the yeah. thing. Like
0: it was really hard for internet service providers and and record labels to deal with this because technically it was copyright infringement.
1: And that's when music became more about the performance and the brand yeah. than the actual music because they couldn't. I don't think they could. I don't think they could. I remember in the mid two thousands, like remember all those piracy things on movies and yeah. music and stuff.
0: It's because Congress wouldn't, dis- Congress would not outlaw the actual ways of doing it. How could you? Just like with VCRs it, back in the day. That's why yeah. I brought that up in the last yeah. episode. Um, these big companies would go to Congress and be like, "Look, we're losing all this money because people are just downloading this," and then Congress decided eh, it's not a big deal. Not worth our time to regulate and legislate. Adapt
1: your business model to make money. Adapt your business model to make money. Merchandise. Um,
0: Yeah. Um, There were problems with people burning hundreds of DVDs and CDs and selling the copies Mm -hmm. because it was the exact same fidelity. So people wanted it. It was cheaper. They could sell a uh, $20 DVD. For $10 and ma- still make a profit because all they did was pay for one uh, like a 50 cent disc
1: well, I and burn it to, onto the disc. I didn't realize this was such a big deal because we lived in the woods, obviously. Yeah. And I, I, I would just still be, I guess, lame Katie and buy or rent things when I honestly had too much work. But I remember going on a road trip with my dad. I think it was like 2012. We went to Tennessee and to, Missouri to visit family members. And it was a huge thing to bootleg ripped movies yeah like if you walk to any convenience store store somebody will all y'all want to come back outside and see my supply and i'm like is he talking about drugs <laughs> and it was it was bootleg dvds and they were yeah. all like three bucks he's like i got the number one new release right here and yeah. i'm like I didn't realize... Movies
0: still in theaters that were, uh, for whatever reason, the digital file got leaked onto the peer-to-peer. Well, a lot networks. of them
1: come from Eastern Europe. Like well, that I, too. Yeah. I saw a copy it was somebody had a co- gave a copy of this stuff to my kids, and it was like dubbed over in Ukrainian <laughs> or something. And I'm all, yeah. What's going well, on? An-
0: anybody who ever used particularly LimeWire to to download movies will know exactly what we're talking about. Where, yeah, you could get a bootleg digital file, but it would be in French, or there would be French subtitles overlaid that you couldn't take off just because of how they ripped the file onto their computer. Yeah. Or it'll just, it would, so I remember Star Wars Episode 3, mm-hmm. okay, I pirated that. Sorry, I hope I'm not admitting any guilt here, but I, I legitimately grabbed that off a of peer-to-peer network and onto my computer, and it wasn't even done being edited yet, the version I got. We're talking about so a early editing it. screen. Where some of the scenes would pop in with green screen, you just see the green screen and the actors doing their thing.
1: The ultimate and then it would pop. The and then it cut. would yeah. And
0: then it would pop into like back to where it was already finished and mastered. But it was weird, like sometimes you'd run into things like that, where because when I did it, it was still in theaters.
1: Well, I think, so I was
0: getting the editor's
1: copy. Do you think they had like a huge, like, what is it, the music industry cabal, the leaders, the conspiracy people, they all got together and like, okay, we're not going to beat this, so we have to adapt. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did that at some point. Uh, it was
0: a collaboration between record head, record label heads
1: and, product, yeah. and
0: the artists themselves. Like, uh, if you guys remember when Napster came out, I, I don't know why Napster was so popular, um, but I think maybe just they got the limelight because of the backlash from Metallica, yeah, and other artists. It wasn't just Metallica, but Metallica is the most famous one. So, Napster was a peer to peer uh program just like a mall, okay, just like Limewire. You could, but the only thing you could get from Napster was music. It was almost a direct clone of iTunes, mm-hmm. except it was all free because it would rip. The music files from other people's computers.
1: I think Napster From dedicated populated.
0: computers. And then uh, uh, it would uh, put them into lists that looked exactly like iTunes. It was a very easy user interface. Well, so I think got the user interface...
1: I think it was popular because of the user interface. It, it was it basically was very free easy iTunes. To use. Yeah. I, I never did have it, um, but, but I, I had friends that did. And
0: I think because it got so popular, it gained so much momentum, everybody was using it to get their music files. A lot of people were still using the other peer-to-peer networks... Don't get me wrong I, use, I I never used Napster personally when, when it became popular I used uh, LimeWire I don't know why I just liked it cuz I could all, I was also trying to get my hands on com, you know, like computer games and computer programs I like my first iteration of Photoshop that I ever downloaded was uh, uh, a bootleg version from LimeWire. Really? It worked flawlessly because that you had all these websites you could like to battle this uh software companies would give you a a little uh uh, like an access key on the box like a code Mm -hmm. and it was a one-time use so once that code was registered to the to the program nobody else could use that particular code so even if you let somebody borrow the software disk um, they couldn't they couldn't some, yeah. they couldn't use your I remember code when that was a well big thing. Uh, uh, all these hackers decided to make programs where you could generate these codes
1: of course one-time
0: authentic codes because they figured out how the codes worked how these codes were generated in in the company so they were able to like create a generator for that and it was open source and you could just go on and get a key gen for it because you downloaded the software like illegally but technically again it was just borrowing and literally the model of peer-to-peer sharing, is just like I let somebody borrow a VHS movie or a DVD well, or a and CD. Well, the thing is, if they're not anything, making
1: money off of it, yeah, it was, it's a really weird area. It was, but it
0: was the same thing as basically borrowing from a friend, as all it was. Like, obviously, maybe they weren't exactly your best friend. You don't know who they are that you're getting this file from, or even if they bought the license. But you were just borrowing it from them, okay? It was the same thing. The legalities, it was a big gray area. It and really again, is. Congress wasn't pushing any enforcement to it until the artists got involved. Because the artists were starting to lose a lot of money because record sales went down.
1: Well, and they were used to the golden era of music, which was the 90s. As far as the most money made, because you had cheap production Mm -hmm. of albums through CDs. And then you had all the big shows that we could do. And so they were making just a catastrophic amount. If you were a number one artist in the 90s, you made bank. Oh, yeah. And then it just plummeted. Plummeted because of peer-to-peer. Because of peer-to-peer.
0: And um, playlist culture as well. People weren't buying albums because they just wanted the one single.
1: They did. And so then I remember because... I remember at Amazon, because I've been an Amazon customer for a long, long time, and that was why I started it, is I wanted to be able to buy just singles, and I did. I mm-hmm. didn't use peer-to-peer. I just, I was weird and old, and I wasn't old, but <laughs> I was actually very young, but I bought my singles, and then I made my mixtapes from that okay. instead of borrowing them, but that's that's what most people want. They want that one song. Most people do not want the yeah. whole album, unless yeah. they're a super fan. Super fans are out there.
0: Super fans are out there. Yeah, I mean, everybody has one artist where you would buy the whole album, I right? do have Or some listen to the whole album. Now it's but streaming. Now you would stream the whole album. You would. Um, I do it all the time with metal. Metal.
1: It's different. Though with metal music,
0: metal. like again, that's my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I'm that whole kidding. culture is mostly about listening to whole albums, and a lot of the artists generate albums in sequence. To they go into making the album, knowing everyone's going to listen to it from start to finish. So because
1: it's an experience. It's Whereas an experience, Most pop yeah. music, I feel, very few pop albums. Pop do, is the all whole about thing. singles. Yeah, it's all about catching them with that. Yeah. Hook. Have you
0: ever listened to a pop uh, famous pop artist's whole album?
1: Like I went like
0: uh, I I really liked four or five Lady Gaga songs at one time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I pulled up her whole whole her whole album. Was
1: it disappointing? And I thought
0: I would like all the songs on that album because again in metal, if you like one song on the album, chances are you're gonna like the other songs on the album. You know, yeah. with exceptions of course, but I didn't like any other song on that album. Just those four that I went into the album. Like I even bought the album, literally purchased the album because I thought I'd like the whole thing. Because you
1: like four or five songs, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I only still only like those four or five songs. Well, and I think that's where
1: playlist culture comes in perfectly. Is you the algorithm knows, and it's all about catchy hooks and the Mm -hmm. same amount. And so then you get all the songs that are like that. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. and that's what's driving the industry now. We'll dive into that a little later. Yeah. yeah um, right the industry we're... right now is all centralized on, on singles.
1: Yeah. Almost.
0: Well, because of just... Uh,
1: some artists don't That's even, what's really they what just people pop are going to download. out with a single. Like, yeah. there's not even a forthcoming album. Yeah. It's just... I heard it... Because... What is it? Tame Impala. There's some bands <laughs> that I like them, and I notice they'll just throw one single out. And I'm like, oh, do they have a drunk weekend or something? And yeah. They're just yeah. like, oh, this sounds good.
0: You're, you're definitely seeing it more and more, where even bands who would put out albums, and they're platinum albums. Now they're just throwing out platinum singles. Yeah. Double platinum singles.
1: And, singles
0: and... are the thing right now. Um, and that's because of how the music industry has evolved. Um, what's marketable, what's monetizable now uh, is singles. We'll dive a little deeper into that in a minute.
1: Okay.
0: Um, we're still talking about piracy here because... Uh, well, this is
1: fascinating. Piracy
0: is what pushed us into Spotify age. I want to call it the Spotify age. I think
1: it kind of is. Because that's the big
0: one. Yeah. Cause... Um, But again, Napster was a almost a direct clone of iTunes, but it was free, and everybody was using that on... Uh, the artists started to suffer from this. They, uh, the they whole did. starving artist thing started to come back.
1: It wasn't just <laughs> Instead the people of trying super to break startup. in. Yeah. Yeah, it was they like, were still
0: superstars, but they were starving superstars, okay? So like Britney they, Spears was suffering, okay? They were
1: losing tons of <laughs> revenue. Tons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, they made most so, of it from their shows. Uh, though, there were some artists that got famous because of pirating just like it was back in the cassette tape days where bootlegs would get passed around and that's how people knew the artists and if you liked them you'd go buy it
1: Ooh, that goes um, with the playlist thing if you get included in a playlist and you're obscure you become less obscure via plays exactly yeah so that's that how f- it
0: works nowadays is how it's, it's how it worked back then okay so um what was it soldier boy
1: oh so i'm just boy. gonna
0: use him as an example he's the most known one where he would go onto these peer-to-peer networks and put his song but he would title his song as one of the more popular downloads. So he would say like, uh, what was popular back then? Like uh, like if a new Nelly album dropped. Okay. He would title his album as the new Nelly album. So when people went to download that because it was popular, a they lot of people went to download music. that. They would click on his version on accident, not knowing the difference. Okay. Because you would have an option of different people's folders to go through. So like if a hundred people had that new album on their folder that mm-hmm. was connected to the peer-to-peer network, you would have hundred iterations of the album in your in your search list so
1: it's all about exposure yeah
0: exactly okay so if you happen to click on the one that was secretly soldier boy um then you would this isn't nelly but hey i like this
1: yeah it's, it's got a catchy hook yeah, yeah so
0: he he saw that trend and exploited it to get his name out there because he wasn't a number 1 at the time. He was nobody knew about him but that's until then an- because everybody had his version trying to download the new Nelly or whatever it was that he I can't remember exactly which one he used.
1: But he did. I would have f- to
0: go and look that you up. You'd have to look that up. I'm just using a, a Nelly as an example because I remember he did put out a big album back then around around the same time. Well, so. it
1: sounds like marketing executives are still using that. Today they're using it with AI and um you know with the playlist culture is Mm -hmm. if they have a new and even indie artists i was watching a video about that where you want to get a catchy hook in the beginning of your song and you want to get it as many playlists as possible Mm -hmm. and they do it with a combination of both the algorithms and social media yes so back then peer-to-peer it was just sneak it in that folder yeah Um, and i think innovators that's how you're going to make it is what you're willing to do to get it out there
0: yep exactly uh, I- innovation has always been key in this industry, uh, almost any industry really, but in m- music industry, a lot of things have been innovated mm-hmm. and, uh, it just keeps evolving. Like, I don't know where we're going to go from here with streaming. I don't
1: um, either. I, I don't know, don't, know Maybe next. we hit a
0: wall. I don't know. Like, uh, as...
1: Because you can't get much faster. I mean... No. Like, you can't... No. Right now, depending on what s- service you subscribe to, if you listen for free, obviously you have to do ads. And I think that's also amazing too, not to go too off of our tangent, but... You can get anything almost for free now as long as you're willing to be advertised to. Yeah. And you, and if you aren't willing, then you just pay some money. It's really up to you. It's this, com- exactly. this complete custom culture.
0: Um, Yeah, because right now, if you want to, you can go download iHeartRadio, Pandora, mm-hmm. Spotify for free without signing up for the um, paid subscription service. Yep. And what you will get is essentially the radio with ads. You will get... Curated playlists based on the artists you search for, the song you search for, whatever, anything related. They are very. They have these very tailored algorithms to re- music related to your search.
1: Yep. And people. Um,
0: and it'll eventually get to know. You can use the thumbs up, thumbs down. You can actually manipulate that algorithm to your taste. Yep. Even in the free versions. But what you'll get is the auto-generated for free, the auto-generated uh, playlist essentially, and, and, yeah. and it can and play. It'll play all day play all long. Over. Eventually, it'll loop too because you. They also limit which songs make it onto the free version,
1: and you also have a limited amount of skips. Yeah, and they know that Americans, especially, like instant gratification. You are eventually, <laughs> if you can afford yeah. it, you're going to pay for it. Exactly, I can tell you that. Um, I've watched it happen. I've done it. Because I, I used to have free Pandora for a long time, yeah, and I enjoyed it, and they played songs. I like, but I was like, you know what? I'd like to try some of this other stuff. So I'm, and I think I have Spotify too, but oh, I have the evil Apple Music. Never mind.
0: Surprisingly, there is a lot of streaming services out there which con- that contributes to the devaluation of music too because yeah. you have Spotify competing with iTunes and Google Play and,
1: and iHeartRadio
0: and all these all, there's a lot of new ones to actually popping up too that like that haven't really caught on but it's a niche kind of audience well and then for those. there's like
1: SoundCloud if you don't want to pay for anything just there's SoundCloud. a lot of stuff on SoundCloud because yeah. I find um, a lot of indie bands that way on that. what is it Reddit listen to this that is yes. where I found all so much cool music that's a
0: great subreddit by I love the way. that subreddit if, you, if you're just in the mood to explore new types of music
1: from everywhere if
0: you want to break out of that algorithm that's that's pushing your, your taste. Go
1: to listen to this. And go to something
0: that you might not listen to often. Yeah. Yeah, go to that subreddit. What is it?
1: I think it's listen to this.
0: R slash listen to this. It's amazing. Yeah, um that I, I recommend that too because then you can um you get out of you your can, zone. then you can add that to your algorithm. You can but if you're stuck in if you're stuck in your musical ways, uh, your streaming service is going to know that. Yep. And they're going to only push music that you like. Now there's always sections where it says, okay, based on your tastes Here's new music you might like, but again, it's still going to be more or less like uh, tailored to your taste. So, and it's
1: not the joy of discovery; it's 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 discovery based on what you kind of like already. Yeah. Whereas, with you go to some thread or you go to some forum, you're gonna find it on your own. Yeah. and there's something magical you, about you that. You kind
0: of have to go searching yeah. now for music that you might not typically listen to and i encourage everybody to do that yeah uh it, because there's some good stuff out there that you might not hear because of your algorithm
1: yeah and take an hour and just even that reddit feed it's amazing it's not just one type of music. it is everything mm-hmm. i have found some i didn't even know some of the genres existed oh yeah like i just blows my mind there's a lot of and, i have a every once in a while at least once a month i go on that tangent just like eh, i need some new music let's go see what i can find
0: what i do is i fall. Fo- i follow the rabbit hole of uh the related artists. I also do that. Thumbnails on, yeah. on the, on the artists I listen to typically. And I'll just keep going. YouTube's I find really one I like, add that. it to my library. My library is like no other. Like I, I just, <laughs> almost everything. I just throw it on there. I, some, some of the stuff I've thrown in my library, I've never heard Mm-mm. to this day. Cause I, what I like to do personally is generate this gigantic library of music. I might like, and just hit shuffle. Yep. I don't, Sometimes I'll go through, like, I want to listen to this album, so I'll put it on. But a lot of the time, I just hit shuffle, and constantly I'm hearing new music because of how I do that.
1: And also, like, then you're all, oh, I like this, and then you go down that rabbit hole. Yep. What's like this? What can I, yeah. Exactly. I do that um, a lot. But by
0: doing, because there's not a shuffle all music in history button, it's all tailored to you because of these algorithms. There's not a shuffle all music in history button. somebody invent
1: that, please? Yeah, I have
0: to do it myself by making this giant library of music I've never heard and hitting shuffle, and then I can manipulate the algorithm with the thumbs up, and the how many times I've listened to the song, and by creating my own playlists of different things I've heard Greatest that I like.
1: kitchen sink folder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the things.
0: Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of effort that has to go into doing that, because you can't just hit a generic library of music. It's all based on a genre, or based on a related artist, know, or based on so a song you might like. So you're kind of like boxed in nowadays. You have to really put effort into going out of that box. So I encourage you all to go out of that box, and search for music you might not have heard of before.
1: Because I have playlists that have electro swing and gent in it, so it's like it just, <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. get much more of our. Yeah. I want and, and um, I love it. I want all the things because yeah. that's how we discover stuff.
0: Luckily, public playlists. Oh uh, yes. Thing now that also came from LimeWire.
1: Did it uh,
0: at first because you could again. It was just a folder on someone's computer acting as a server. Mm-hmm. And if somebody had created a playlist in that folder, you could search for that and grab it.
1: And then awesomeness was born. Yeah,
0: you actually had the ability to type in somebody's IP address, mm-hmm. and if uh, um, uh, and if they had a folder linked to LimeWire, you could uh, you could get into their their whole folder just by searching for their uh, their IP address, and they'd have all sorts of files. This was one of my favorite things to do. I see. You could actually go to like an album that you liked and see who whose folder had that iteration of the album. Okay. And go into their entire folder and look through their files. And it was really cool. Like I found a lot of cool music doing that. That's how I used to find new artists. I sort of feel like I missed out on
1: something. I was too busy doing like pastured poultry and raising pigs and stuff, and I missed out on this whole. (laughs) It's like a treasure hunt for music. (laughs) It was a treasure hunt. I'm now. That's
0: what the appeal of these peer-to-peer programs were. It was a treasure hunt.
1: It really. I I could have got lost in there. It was completely free. There's no way I had time for that. Yeah.
0: There wasn't. There wasn't even any ads associated with any of this stuff. Like, no big corporations were making money off of this, and we'll, that's how we'll segue back I, into Napster. Well, I think so because
1: so, if there had been a Patreon with the Livewire, so that you could have gave the artist a tip, mm-hmm. I think people because that's another thing people are getting better about. Hey, we're not going to have this stuff if we don't give back a little bit. Yeah, and that was also born because of all of this.
0: Exactly. More.
1: I mean, people have always been Patreons of things, but or patrons, excuse patrons, me. yeah. But that whole idea of like Patreon, where you pay someone who makes content that you like, that is really taken off. Yeah, And I think it was because we had that whole thing happen.
0: Exactly. Um, that, but, uh, That's always been a thing. Because, again, back in the cassette days, uh, if you liked Metallica's bootleg album that you your friend had the or mega, yeah. mega death, the, the new Megadeth album that your friend had, mm-hmm. you're going to go buy it. And that's like, that's how Patreon works. Essentially, it's not just with music though. Patreon, you know, like if you have a podcast or anything, or yeah. uh, if you, you do make, digital, if you do digital art,
1: you make kitty t-shirts,
0: kitty t-shirts, yeah. anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if you basically are an artist you create, or a visionary, yeah. if you create anything, um, people like it. They will donate. Uh, part of the reason we started this podcast is because I got on Twitch streaming, and I was starting to watch some of the more obscure Twitch streams.
1: <laughs> obscure. There would be
0: people on there. With a thousand viewers who were just sitting there talking about nothing, they weren't even doing uh, any kind of like subject like we are or anything. It was just them talking about their day, talking about their week, and then they'd beg for money, and people would give them money through the Twitch stream just to be able to be a part of the chat, a part of a part of the culture, and socialize through through digitally through the the medium of Twitch, and that gave me the idea like. If people are paying for that, you know, I maybe we can monetize a podcast and actually provide some content that is a little bit more of that content.
1: Well, and I think it's just about content. That's yeah. how my blog works, my cryptocurrency blockchain blog. is it. I, I make content for people, I, recipes. I, it can even just be a picture because for someone who's stuck in a 60-story high-rise, a picture of a little baby goat being born is a big deal and it makes their day better. <laughs> exactly. I didn't realize that, though, because you get so inside your own bubble. Yeah. That you don't realize that hey some people might want to see this and they might be willing to give you a nickel for it and I think that's an amazing thing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, farmers' markets kind of work that same way. That's true. Uh, I flea sold markets. At those. Yeah, you, you just sell. You know your, what it is? It's about people stuff.
1: getting to know you. Everybody has a personality. Some mm-hmm. of us have more bubbly ones than others. But like at a farmers' market, people walk up to me and they're like, "Hey, you grew this lettuce? How did you do that?" And it's not so far removed because like like let's go back to music. Packaged corporate music. You don't know any of those people. No. But a local indie band, you can go actually talk to Bob, the guitar player, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, get to know him. And, hey, Bob's uh, got kids, and that's the inspiration for this riff that I'm playing right now. And I think that's what the internet does, is we might not be able to sit with each other, but we can actually kind of hang out.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah the uh, internet definitely pushed that. And um, I love meeting people. Um, but uh, that's, I think, uh, something that's becoming big nowadays is... Um, the artists having to change the way they monetize because of the devaluation of music. But let's talk about how we, we got to the devaluation of yes, music yes, in the first we have place. Yes, yes, Because music used to be very valuable. Like, um, your, your typical popular artists were making millions, you guys, millions of dollars yeah. off of album sales, their tour, because um, they'd get a kick at the door of the bar and their merch. And so it was a really big money-making machine.
1: If you made it, you were... Yeah. You were in- Even
0: despite all the pirating... They Again, if it. if you pirated an album and you liked it, a lot of the times, there, maybe it was guilt, or maybe it was just because you wanted to genuinely support that artist because you liked them, you'd still go buy the album. A lot of people oh, did yeah. that. Or I their did t-shirt, that. or yeah. their, you'd buy something. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't no. all nefarious. Yeah, you got free stuff, but if you didn't like the album, you could just delete it. and You wouldn't have to spend your money on it and then just not like it.
1: Well, there is a school of thought if you give things away for free, you can actually make a bigger living because yeah. people are going to want to buy that which they got and like
0: that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's almost like it's the same concept as advertising. It is. Essentially, you could give your product out for free and not advertise and just the free product would pull people in and be your advertisement and then they'd pay for the better version or whatever, you know what I mean? That's how advertising works. They're just throwing away millions of dollars to put out commercials and magazine ads and get pop up ads on you. the internet and to get in front of you. It's the same they they it would they would lose just as much money by giving away something for free just to to introduce you to the brand.
1: They're going to pay someone to advertise it yeah. anyways. Yeah. Well, and um, if you're genuine genuine and you give away, if you have something of value content that people want, then yeah. they'll eventually pay for it.
0: Uh, artists are doing that nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, back to Lady Gaga again. Mm-hmm. I think she released a album a few years ago. That was like a dollar 99 for the whole album.
1: I think so. just
0: because of how streaming culture works nowadays and how you get so little money. Uh, to a uh, bite per stream. Yep. She released an extremely cheap, affordable album, and it went platinum, I think, or gold, or something. It, a lot of people got it into their hands because of the cost, because, because so
1: of the expensive. way the industry
0: is now. But anyway, back to how we got to there. I keep, I we keep kind of going off here, but um, well, it's
1: okay. It all, I think, it all correlates. But
0: uh, again, so with Napster, um, they got in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Finally,
0: the they were starting to enforce these copyright infringements. And the peer-to-peer uh, networks were sh- getting shut down mm-hmm. and all this bad stuff. And then you started seeing all these piracy is bad, adver- ads all over the place oh, trying to discourage everywhere. people. Well, I
1: think that was part of the settlement, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they part of the settlement. In...
0: They had to do that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But, but Napster was shut down overnight.
1: Oh, yeah. They they, um, they going...
0: eventually made a comeback and started charging because of how streaming services work nowadays. Do they but,
1: still exist? Yeah.
0: But it, it didn't sway a lot of people. A lot of people were still pirating music. Yeah. And so... Um, All of a sudden, the industry had a choice. They were to adapt and try to figure out how they can still monetize it, Mm -hmm. or they were to just completely go under, and artists weren't going to get paid, or they would have to produce their music on their own, or, you know, you name it, it was going to go under. Basically, pirating was actually making the industry suffer, Um, and because of the more popular artists losing enough money to buy a new yacht, uh, they weren't happy. Just put it that way. And it wasn't all greed, but there were a lot of popular artists who were getting pissed because they were losing... They
1: actually lamented about it in the media. Yeah. I remember. And yeah.
0: we, we were expected to feel sorry for these super, super rich superstars losing a little bit of money over pirating.
1: Instead of adapting...
0: Instead of adapting. To
1: progress. Which, well, they supposed to be progressive. Well, guess what happened? Huh.
0: The record labels... Again, people were still pirating, so they were still losing money. Mm-hmm. They decided to adapt instead of go under. Because some of the bigger record labels were either being swallowed by the bigger ones... Or they were actually going out of business. Yep. And artists, they were without a, uh, without a, a way of distributing their yeah. art. So they would have to go and sign lesser contracts with these bigger, now bigger uh, record labels and still not make as much. Yep. Um, so they decided to adapt. And they, uh, they, I guess they teamed up with a lot of uh, like some tech companies. Okay. Uh, at the time. and I spent, Particularly, I think iTunes might have been the first one to start offering the Paid subscription service?
1: I think so. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like nine ninety nine and you could... Exactly. Yeah, I want to say
0: it was iTunes. We'll
1: have to look. I don't look. think I'm it not... was Spotify.
0: No. I remember the very first version of Spotify was identical to Napster. It was free. I, I use it. I, I, was the, I was giddy with joy when it first came out because I'm like, this is way easier than LimeWire. I was still using LimeWire back then or BitTorrent. <laughs> it's way easier. Um, and so <laughs> I was so excited to just be able to have all this music at... My disposal for free, streamed instantly. It was my first taste of the streaming industry before it was monetized. Um, it was free, yeah. and I think they might have done this as an to introduction. Catch us. Yeah, yeah. Because it it didn't get shut down over legal matters necessarily. They just stopped
1: they adapted, it. Well, and then
0: two weeks later, it came back up and started charging a monthly subscription. Yep, they adapted. And I was like, it. ah! I really liked Spotify. I loved having all that music at my fingertips like that. And uh, I paid for the free trial. I can
1: find for th- I can find this much money yeah. a month, and yeah. you, that's just it. You'll find the money yeah. a month for what you love.
0: I think back then it was like fourteen dollars a month or something.
1: Ooh, and that's uh, a I paid for
0: it for a couple months because I loved that the way it was set up was just like LimeWire, yeah. but it, no more guilt, no more doing it illegally, no more. You, you were know, above board, yeah. No more f- scary letters from my internet service provider saying you shouldn't be having these files on your computer. We're shutting you down till they delete them. Um, like that was a real thing that happened. You're, you know.
1: I lived in the woods. I didn't have. Fast yeah, internet yeah. <laughs> <this stuff>. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of people.
0: A lot of people know about this, especially okay. with BitTorrent. We don't, I don't want to really get into how BitTorrent works and stuff. I like want that. to do that someday. It was though. real I'd sketchy. Like about, uh, we uh, we can do uh, a whole uh, episode. On, uh, we almost did do a whole episode on just peer to peer sharing, but yeah, I want to get into it. Like, but it's important, it's so part of Basically, our history. streaming services came out of the pirate, like, nobody was stopping pirating. Law enforcement didn't have enough resources to completely, like, nip it in the bud. So, uh, the music industry adapted. All these big record labels invested in these tech companies and, and started giving them kicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, uh, millions of people would be paying $14 a month. That's a lot of money. That
1: is a lot of money.
0: It's a lot of well, money. We have
1: millions of people doing it. Yeah. But
0: it was up to these companies to distribute that money. <laughs> if it's anything I know about tech companies, they're uh, they they're all like about sure. pinching pennies on the bottom end. Yeah. So they the model changed almost overnight to artists made fractions of a cent Point. per stream, and oh, it was like that oh, from the four. beginning. It wasn't. It didn't evolve into this. It was like that from the very beginning of streaming services. Artists made very little money on each song stream. But the more popular artists were still streaming millions of times a week to millions of listeners. They were still making quite a bit of money. It was almost non. It was almost no difference between that crappy contract they had to sign with the, li- the record label and the streaming service. Like, um, so
1: well, yeah. If you already had Nordstrom as money, an no artist, way. you would get yeah. millions of streams. So, because I add their big pay- <laughs> playlist equals big streaming numbers equals a living. Like, yeah. if even if you're indie, they said if you get quite a few plays, you can make a basic living. You're not going to make the millions that yeah. like the Beatles did. But if you're reasonably popular, you can do this. Yeah.
0: yeah. But because of the increase in streams and the decline in uh, CD sales, mm-hmm. record companies were still losing money. They weren't in danger of going under quite as much as when pirating was big because a lot of the people who were pirating switched over to the streaming services. Yep. So, but here, they also had to make a lot of tough decisions by they had to cut smaller artists off uh, it, completely they had to uh basically uh, limit a lot of the things that they were doing so um
1: and ad revenue became a bigger uh, thing ad revenue became too. a bigger
0: thing too yeah, yeah because again there was there were still these free ad driven versions of like how spotify and itunes were yep
1: and youtube and
0: so the advertising companies were paying instead of the subscribers
1: mm-hmm. um
0: again we're talking still fractions of a cent per song because it was the tech companies getting the money now all of a sudden. Not the record labels, but the tech companies were expected to give the record labels money. And the record label uh, was another... So they got two middlemen all of a sudden. So in, more fingers in, here, in the pie. More fingers in the pie. They don't so artists were making anything, less and though. less. So uh, so uh, in a, like a year's time span, um, all these artists were like just not getting paid as much. And all of the indie artists who were at least making a decent living doing from record sales and stuff, they, uh, they basically just... Completely incomeless at this time, um, so they had to basically sell their merch at a higher price. So the a lot of the the entire industry just completely evolved. Like it's it, it was almost insane in, in a year's time span. It went from one thing to a completely different thing. It was Well, and insane. it's still
1: evolving. Like I it don't, is still evolving. It, it's yes. still not settled. I noticed it, they're yeah. trying all these new things all the time. You yeah. know, subscription services vary about what you can get, what you can't get, like. I have my Apple Music thing. I can pretty much get everything on the planet whenever yeah. I feel like it. And that is, it costs a little bit, but music's important to all humans. Well, 95% yeah. of humans. Yeah.
0: And it's harder than ever to pirate music now. So it's a lot easier just to go pay for a Spotify subscription. Yeah,
1: pirating is, that has changed too. Mm-hmm. It's They've adapted the technology to make, it's hard to pirate anything, I think. Yeah, And, and it's more risky because yeah. now the
0: internet service providers know more what to look for. And yeah. they'll cut you, they'll shut you down. Real Which, quick now. So
1: the world has actually gotten smaller in digital land. It
0: has, and um, but now it's resting. The music industry is resting on the shoulders of tech companies and not record labels. That's but we still scary. have the 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 record labels as a middleman. So there's all these fingers in the pie. Um, I still don't understand why these artists are still using record labels to produce why, their music when it's so easy. Because now, Here's what flooded the market. You had the popular artists using these like very renowned record uh, recording producers to make yeah. this awesome really really high quality music. It sounded great mm-hmm. but again, the uh technology evolved to where the recording software and stuff got a little easier to use and cheaper for free, even so now your basic indie band could just record and the they could tone. record a three thousand song album if they wanted to right in their bedroom if they had the time. And, uh, and then pop be- it right onto Spotify for uh, uh, like I think you pay like twenty dollars and put out your album on Spotify.
1: So the quality differential shrunk. Yeah, like it's pretty much an equal playing field now. It you is don't very need equal that playing field. High quality studio full of expensive executives and producers. Yeah, you pretty much can do it. In they're, they're
0: still around and they're and they're they're struggling to stay afloat and not drown and, and
1: be relevant. Really, yeah. because we're going
0: we're going to see the end of major record production,
1: or they're going to have to adapt.
0: Or they will have to adapt somehow. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. What about
1: the new music model? Because
0: be- now uh, Drake can just buy a laptop and record his whole album by himself. He doesn't need all these executives telling him what to do. Um, uh, there is a huge element of PR still, though, because again, as an artist now, because you're going to fall under the same like uh, you're going to fall under the same thing as the record labels are. You now have to be more relevant to make.
1: You gotta be exposure. Yeah. Exposure to So there's still yeah.
0: an element of PR involved in the whole thing. Well, and you still you're gonna probably still want those people as your middleman now. But you don't need like these high quality like production artists so to you record a, your music anymore.
1: You need a media manager more than you do a production artist. Yeah, right? exactly. Well and I also think too, because um, attention spans are super, super short, you've gotta grab someone in like the first was it, eight or thirty seconds or they're gonna skip on. Mm-hmm. So songs are shorter. Everything has changed. Yeah. Like the whole uh, thing is. We
0: definitely have to talk about this because of the because of the model of music streaming now. Uh, more and pe- more, and more people have access to every song that's yeah. available on those services. Uh, so playlists are huge now. Everybody's got music going on in the it's background because it's really easy just to pull your phone out and listen to music. It's, it's, uh, a lot of people have music just in the background now and yeah. artists are even noticing the trends and making music that's more appealing to just be on in the background of your normal daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: There are playlists it's, for that. It's changed <laughs> the way people
0: make music. It's changed the way people record music, cheaper and less quality. It's changed the way music is monetized. Uh, the entire industry is way different. We're still treading new waters in it. Um, we are. But, uh,
1: it's kind of exciting, th- though. Yeah, uh,
0: the entire media industry itself, the overarching media industry of movies, music, podcasts, you name it, whatever, they're all competing for people's attention. Yes. And because there's so much media to consume due to Netflix and Spotify and podcasts and the news and Facebook and Twitter, there's so much... Noise. To, there's so much noise. There's so much to consume. And we haven't gained more hours of our day. No,
1: we have not. To
0: compensate for that. So the, uh, basically the market share is stretched very thin.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: now we have to compete for smaller chunks of people's attention. And that's why nowadays you'll hear shorter songs. Okay. Because again,
1: people don't, have
0: def- a, people don't have as much time to devote to listening to the new hit single. So the singles got shorter.
1: Well and so i So the it music goes,
0: industry is adapting to this.
1: I think it goes back to your Twitch thing. But is it too. getting
0: really better or worse? I don't really know. Like, I
1: don't know. Well and like your Twitch thing where you said a thousand people are watching someone just talk about talking and, and giving sell, them money. Is it because that's authentic? It's an actual human there instead of something so overproduced that it's just have we gotten used to things being so perfect that, that we seek the imperfect?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Because it feels more real, yeah. that, I, It all correlates. I don't know, because like streaming is half of all revenue. I'm reading. Well, that's in. That's a lot. Exactly. That, that's a lot.
0: Um, that kind of goes into again. Sorry, gonna bring up metal music again. That's, shout no. out to all you metalheads.
1: Never be sorry for everybody
0: again. else. I'm sorry, but you just deal with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was very metally. <laughs> uh,
1: this
0: this was a phenomenon. Um, in when metal started out as counterculture and then became mainstream a little bit with. When when rock stars were the thing, yeah. When 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 rock stars were the thing, metal started to pop up into the mainstream just a little bit. The heavier metal, like Ozzy Osbourne and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it was there. Um,
0: It was a little less counterculture. It started to become more corporatized, okay? Because it started to trench. Yeah. Well, um, people were seeking that, especially metal fans, because again, we wanted it to be counterculture. We were seeking the impure, the imperfect, Mm -hmm. and that's the where the evolution of the extreme metal genres came into play. Uh, so
1: it wasn't authentic unless it was extreme. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, it,
0: if it sounded like you recorded it with a, uh, a two dollar microphone in a in a five dollar <laughs> Home Depot bucket. <laughs> that was the thing they a lot of metalheads loved. <laughs> okay. It had to sound raw and horrible. It had to sound terrible. Because we didn't want that corporatized pop music.
1: So authentic authenticness authentic I can't even say it. But you know what I can say that the theme you're getting here is yeah. that people are searching for the authentic, but they also want accessibility, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. It,
0: it it might be the uncanny valley effect. Oh,
1: explain. Where
0: okay, so um in in robotics they noticed this phenomenon called the uncanny valley. Uh if they made if they synthesized a human face, even no matter how close or how detailed it was, we could if we could tell it was fake just a little bit, it struck this weird like anxiety in us. Oh, we could tell it was fake. So it had
1: to be a little bit. Yeah, off. it was almost <laughs>
0: too pure, too synthesized. I we got could tell. You. Um, I think that effect is seen through music nowadays. The the music quality is so high, everything's so synthesized. Yeah, it sounds amazing, it's but very it's, clear, but it strikes that uncanny valley just a little bit. We can tell it's too pure. It's so that, too...
1: that nose needs to be a little crooked.
0: Yeah, and, it, and yeah. not even just the quality of sound, but the aesthetic of the music. Remember when we were talking about records and tapes yeah, back yeah. in the last episode? Yeah, there was a authenticness to it, I guess. Well, it um, sounds and raw and real, and yeah. the aesthetic. And- you no, know, the aesthetic is like. Uh, like homogenized almost. It's like
1: the Stepford Wives of the aesthetic. Yeah. It's too perfect. And yeah. I don't like, okay, I can't walk out of my house without tripping. I want my music to trip up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Do. And yeah. I think
0: a lot of people have that same desire in, in their art. Well cuz it's feel... it's straight it goes from there's almost like a line in the sand yeah. where you have art it's trying to make a statement it, it, it's trying to invoke a feeling and then you have poof, that corporate line let's where make it's, money let's just freaking monetize this
1: well and they're not the trendsetters, corporate america in our country they follow after You can get on any Mm -hmm. Instagram feed or TikTok or any of those places, and you can see the people that are just ahead of everything. And then some market executives... Those are usually the trendsetters. Yeah, some market executives like, ooh, this is Mm -hmm. the next big thing. In fact, I think they have employees that look for this stuff now. Yes, they do. And then how do we market this? How do we monetize it? And it's like, I don't really... I think a lot of us don't really care about that. But yeah, we don't want to be left out because that's the FOMO. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a huge thing. Got to keep
0: up with the Joneses. Yeah.
1: I don't want to miss out on this. And so I think that they have all of this... As a business model, and that's they know if they can just keep up and be a little bit ahead of everybody else, they'll be like, "Oh, I want this. Yeah. I got to listen to this music. Are you listening to that?" And I feel like that's another thing with music: people they kind of like. I got this music over here. I bet you haven't heard of it. Or I listen to this, and it makes me better than you. There's this whole clickish, clickish aspect to music oh, that yeah. just drives me bananas because oh, yeah. I like all of it. I know a lot of people say that to get out of arguments, but I really do like most music.
0: I, I trust me when I say I've experienced this firsthand. Again, I listen to metal. Yeah, it's, it's almost one of the more despised music genres because it's very raw. It doesn't say, it's not the most appealing sounding music to the general public, you know? Because it's a lot of yelling and screaming and anger and hate and and darkness. I think it
1: makes some which people uncomfortable.
0: I, I, I might do a whole episode on metal because of I think this we because might have to. What it is is like um, life isn't all puppy dogs and rainbows. Mm-mm. Sometimes we're sad, and a lot of people listen to sad music.
1: Uh, some metal gets makes you through me depression. happy though but
0: with metal like you get angry in life you get energized in life yep. you think like death is a part of life so um it's just an art form that that talks about that expresses it those feelings it. and so a lot of people don't really want to go down that rabbit hole in the general public because they just want their nice happy background music or which dance is music, fine. it's and,
1: not for everybody yeah, it's but not i not hate for it everybody. when they look down or disparage people because of the yes. music they listen um, to it drives I, me bananas i
0: call them the toxic gatekeepers Toxic gatekeepers. Uh, yeah people uh, <laughs> oh man rock and roll is full of this right now you guys it, it, it's not even funny like, oh yeah if you yeah. like five finger death punch the freaking gatekeepers of of what's good rock music are going to hate on you.
1: How about if you just say, I like Nickelback? Yeah. That's oh, over man. You. It's That's over the, for you. Yeah.
0: That is the biggest one right now. Yeah, it is. If you go to any group of rockers it's or like metalheads and you say, I like yeah. Nickelback.
1: It's over. It's over because it's over. those
0: gatekeepers don't like Nickelback. It's fun they despise just to Nickelback. say it And get if, you, response. if you don't kiss the ass of the gatekeepers... Yeah. A, 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 you're just gonna who you're not it? gonna be cool so you lose your social credit we uh, talked about social credit in the negativity uh, my episode my social
1: credit score went backwards if yeah, I like so something they don't y- yeah, it's who, weird why music why do they get to decide rock and roll is supposed to be about rebellion and you're laying some random dudes on the internet like tell you <laughs> you can't like that you're a poser why do they yeah. do that
0: I don't know again it's a social credit thing some people just think it. that they are the they're the ones that decide what's what's a good trend or whatever I don't understand that we should do an episode on that later we down should, the road we should on
1: gatekeeping period gatekeeping I'm write it yeah because that happens gate- in, Keeping we need to talk about that
0: happens in every art form
1: it happens everywhere every,
0: everywhere what yeah. neighborhood
1: you live in what f- oh yeah, uh, yeah how about gluten-free
0: oh god yeah vegan yeah. vegetarian
1: all of them just More, the, I'm... the
0: entire cancel culture pretty much is fueled by a, this whole concept i also I think. want
1: to talk about i hate coercive compassion yeah with i hate it with a passion because it's stupid <laughs> you could be passionate about something like metal and then, who cares if someone else doesn't like it? It's not like you're trying to beat them with the guitar. It's just, this right. is what I like.
0: Well, I mean, my ear, I love when my eardrums get beaten with heavy, brutal guitar tracks. Oh, don't get me wrong. Not everybody loves that, though. Uh,
1: I ride in a truck with my Again, so
0: a lot of people want their homogenized pop music.
1: And that's okay for them, too. Like, if that's soothing to them. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. listen to Taylor Swift all day long, I'm not going to yeah, I at you. don't
0: shame anybody for their no. music taste. I love all types of music. I, I do too. Metal's my favorite, but I literally, like go through all sorts of different genres all the time. Like I'll listen to like the weirdest stuff sometimes.
1: Well, you might have your classic country dubstep day. Yeah. It happens. But
0: this brings me to one of the points. Um, because of the way music streaming is set up, because we have so many genres mm-hmm. at our disposal, now these gatekeepers, especially the corporate gatekeepers, and the trendsetters, the corporate trendsetters, are looking at it going, well, uh, country music looks like they did better this month. So uh, we're going to have the, the popular pop artist over here Sound do like a country <sighs> collab. And this has happened for a while. And now all of a sudden, all these genres are just amalgamating into <laughs> yeah. it, almost an unrecognizable genre of, of goop, I call it. Music goop.
1: And it's not about being creative. It's about making money. Yeah. And I am all for artists need to make money. But to make money solely for the sake of making money takes away the art. I feel like it you've got to yes. balance it out some way that people can eat and be successful cuz they put whoever puts the work in should get paid yeah. but then and I, I mean that for corporations too i don't hate corporations no they exist for a reason and it's cuz of us
0: yeah and they do have to survive and they, they do, do have to figure to, out ways to survive i in don't this, like how, how they manipulate
1: paradigm. our people in charge but yeah, that's a different yeah, podcast hat.
0: yeah um the length of this episode is coming up on an hour again, yeah, so, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think we're going to have to break this up into three parts. I think next time we'll, we'll put our tinfoil hats on and dive into the uh, conspiracies in the music world.
1: and I, Yeah, and maybe talk about how music affects us on affects us like yeah. mood and you know physical yeah, the, performance exactly there's a lot like do you run faster with your headphones on i know i do yeah so there's a whole bunch of other stuff we can talk about it's yeah.
0: cool yeah because music and neuroscience is interesting uh conspiracies yes. are always interesting I love
1: conspiracies
0: um uh i want to talk about like how music created the concept of superstardom because that yes. wasn't a thing until then
1: Oh, totally. Until like
0: Elvis, I think, was one of the first well, ones in America at least.
1: Like the Beatles, they said couldn't read music. The Beatles any were of them. huge, yeah. And yet they became the ultimate music people exactly. like, of all time. Yeah. Everybody
0: knows about the Beatles. I don't care who you are. Yeah. If you haven't lived in a ro- in a box or under a rock your whole life, you probably know about the Beatles.
1: Yeah. And, or you probably and, and, know about Elvis Presley. What is that phenomenon? Like the superstardom thing. Exactly. And, that,
0: and the fact that we still have superstars even after everything we talked about today with the whole, mm-hmm. how it evolved into not making a lot of money. They took still. the money out of superstardom.
1: Yeah, it's different. They said there'll never be another, well, I love when they say never, but in this current age, because of streaming, there's not going to be another Elvis, so to speak, and maybe there will be. Maybe YouTube, maybe yeah. something we don't know about. I, I think it's fascinating.
0: Are we, are we getting any cultural phenomenon like we had with Elvis? He was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and, and so was the Beatles
1: and, is it, and there's probably
0: plenty of, there's plenty of them since then but those were the two big ones because everybody knows about them
1: I get very excited about that dormant star or genre or big thing that's gonna pop out kind of like that Friday song you know that stuff happens yeah. too like weird things just pop out or Gangnam style <laughs> Go, uh, we have to talk we about to style we have to talk about that stuff it
0: literally broke the internet it, it's a really cool did. story if you don't know about it you'll hear it on the next episode because we're gonna talk we're gonna about gonna it talk a little about, bit okay um, so
1: we're gonna talk about music I, phenomena exactly
0: then. Yeah. and especially the conspiracies because oh. I I really want to put my tinfoil hat on and talk about the Illuminati in music
1: oh, because I don't even know uh, how,
0: how superstardom generated these awesome conspiracies in the music industry
1: well until next time then <laughs> tune back in for that one we'll ta- we'll check it yeah, later yep
0: later thank you for listening as you know we like to end every episode off with a positive news story
1: So our story this week is Canadian scientists used MRI scans to analyze the brain when listening to unheard songs, and they found that listening to new music is actually good for you. The link to this article is in the description if you want to check it out.
0: And if you were hoping to know more about how Galapagos lizard porn affects the economy in France, well, you're on your own. Good luck with your search history there. And if you like our content, make sure you hit that subscribe button, and if you want to know when our next episode drops, make sure you hit that bell icon as well, if you're on YouTube, of course. And don't forget to smash that like button.
1: Au revoir.